0: Hey there, Zlatko here. Welcome to What Is My Brain podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I get the opportunity to chat with fellow founders and business operators about their journey and how they got to where they are now, where they are going and how they're gonna get there. I'm planning on bringing guests and touching on topics such as running multiple businesses, executing ideas, and just spitballing about random topics and current events. It's a casual conversation and that will hopefully bring value to anyone that decides to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Uh, I think we're we're, we're live. Uh, Charlie, uh, thank you so much, man, for being on the on the podcast. Uh, like I just mentioned before we started recording, super chill conversation um, about anything you want to talk about, man, anything in the work world, personal stuff, anything. So uh, give people uh, an intro who are hopefully going to listen to this of what you do uh, and, and where you started and anything else you want to share, man.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on Zlatko. Um So um, I'm Charlie Ward, uh, based in London, the UK, not the Ontario London. Um, and I'm the founder of uh, a community called Weekend Club. Uh, we help bootstrap founders, um, mainly in the SaaS space, but also building all sorts of things like newsletters, podcasts, all sorts. Um, we help get them to run and profitable through, um, you know, remote co-working events, IRL, co-working events, uh, education, mentorship, a few things like that. Um, besides that, I also uh, manage the largest indie hackers community in the UK called Indie London. We've got about 750 members. Um, I currently do these as my side projects. I'm also a UX researcher for a uh, startup on the side, and, uh, but I'm looking to kind of make the leap to working full-time on my side projects pretty soon. So yeah, that's kind of a bit Love about it, me. <laughs> yeah, very excited to be here.
0: So are you... Are you uh... Where did you kind of start off? Were you always kind of looking to build communities, or what was kind of the the spinoff there? Like, how did you come to like start things like the the London Indie Hackers and, and Weekend yeah. Club and everything like
1: that? To be honest, it, all, it was all kind of a little bit accidental and um, you know quite organic. Um, so, for a bit of context, I'm I'm 33. So the first six or seven years of my career, I actually didn't wait. Work when in were there. you
0: born? What month were you born in?
1: Uh, August '88.
0: Oh, okay. I'm September twenty
1: fourth, eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. So we're close. You're close. Yeah, you're
0: yeah,
1: one day of, close. One day close. <laughs> yeah. I was born in oh. Berlin in uh, in eighty eight, uh, August eighty eight. Oh. Yeah. oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. So you're from uh, nice. you're, you're, you're born in you're born in Bosnia, right? Yeah. I was,
0: uh, originally, so I was born in Bosnia, lived in Croatia, moved to Germany. Actually, lived in Berlin for four and a half years with my family. Oh, wow. I was still a little little guy, and then uh, yeah. we came to the U.S. when I was nine years old. So. Um, yeah, it, it's been crazy, but that's so funny that you mentioned Berlin because there, there, there's a lot of memories there, man. There's a lot of memories there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish I had more memories from back then, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. We've got that city in common, but, um, right, right. But yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, to your question, um, so I was, um, you know, first six or seven years, I was, uh, actually working in creative agencies in London. So like ad agencies making like TV ads, digital ads, um, other sort of interesting, weird and wonderful wonderful projects but um it was like a startup agency we grew it to like um quite a lot of revenue got some cool clients like google and stuff and um it was just like a really kind of interesting experience like growing from nothing to like something it wasn't like a a tech startup ipo'd but it was still like quite hands-on experience but um yeah um, when i left that i decided i wanted to do something a bit different so i went into tech so i started as a product manager you know more like corporate innovation projects like it and it energy companies like um oil and gas companies which is like kind of not quite what i do now but um you know and i still do like it's, US. Not, the
0: se- it's not the sexiest yeah. work huh
1: yeah it's, it's uh, you know i think uh, i think like good product work um when you're right. doing it, it is interesting but you know the industry is not very sexy i wouldn't say yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> but, you know there are some surprisingly interesting projects to be done in like you know for example when i was working in an oil and gas company we were working on a uh, a project in the shipping industry to help ships like measure when predicts when they're going to run out of like um fuel or lubricant and that kind of thing and it sounds really boring but it's actually very interesting well i found it interesting anyway yeah I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah yeah no that, people, it probably awesome. is bo- it probably is boring to be fair but um <laughs> but uh, when i was doing that i just sort of um you know as i got my head more into like the world of Tech, whatever, and you know, sort of reading blogs, following different people on Twitter. I sort of came across more of the sort of slight more tech subcultures. Yeah. Um, so I got more into like things like Product Hunt, which is its own, like, you know, unique subculture within tech. Um, and from that, I came across Indie Hackers, which is like, um, and for those that don't know about Indie Hackers, it's a website and a podcast and a community online. Um, it's Meaning has changed a little bit, but it's basically bootstraps software founders. Um, but now it's not just people building like SaaS products; it's people building all sorts of things. Um, but the main the main yeah. idea behind it was that people who are in control of their destiny and didn't just like instantly try and sell out to a VC as soon as possible. There are lots right, of right, right. people and indie hackers who have now raised money. It's like no, it's not nothing wrong with that, but they they've done it in a way where they bootstrap first and they raise in their own terms. And I just found didn't idea. they get
0: bought out by Stripe or something like that?
1: they did yeah like quite early yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's kind of in a way it's kind of like a um it's a bit like a it's kind of like it's much more than this but it kind of is a marketing funnel for stripe but like they're very like hands off with it like as in you don't see the stripe logo anywhere on the website or the podcast right. or anything like that which they could easily do um, but it is it is owned by Stripe, you know. A lot of people, I like Stripe. Like uh, lots of people in the community, I love Stripe. Stripe. Yeah, I yeah. love
0: Stripe, man. I'm a huge Stripe. Uh, I use Stripe Atlas to register my last business. Like I'm all about it, man. It's it's, it's a every one easier. of their product Yeah, way easier, dude. With taking payments, registering a business, like yeah, absolutely. Sorry, don't mean to go off on a tangent, but no, yeah, yeah, I, I love Stripe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, me too. And um, so when I came across the Indie Hackers website, I was kind of like. I don't know. I didn't know I'd be looking for it, but I felt like, oh, I kind of dig this. Like, I, be, I kind right. of be looking for this, but didn't realize I was looking for this. Just this idea of, you know, people building products, but like not having to do this whole gigantic Silicon Valley VC thing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with people that want to do that, but it was cool to have this like other avenue, which I didn't know about, you know? And you start to see some of the the kind of cult figures that like, you know, Pierce levels, obviously, and all these solo like builders like just making really cool stuff um yeah so anyway i was just got on there started posting stuff um you know i was just like a product manager at the time like i, I am i was not and still i'm not a developer or anything um but i started getting into it and then um, you know there was a conversation this is how i got into community building like through this right. basically um and um there was a conversation on a the thread there someone was saying oh some of us meet up in london um so i didn't actually post this originally i just replied to it um, and I was like, oh yeah, why don't we like, yeah. um, I was like, yeah, cool. Why don't we, some of us just go this place and let's call it Indie Beers. And I don't know, I just made a bit of effort to try and, you know, just wanted to meet some people who knew about this world, you know? So I kind of helped like push it along. And that's actually how this meetup started called Indie Beers, which has now since evolved, kind of evolved into Indie London, which is one of the, um, communities I run now. Um, yeah, so it was kind that's of awesome. Yeah, discovering this website and then like saw the meetup. And that was kind of the beginning of it. That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. And what, uh, uh, and have any like anyone that you've been, you know, kind of uh, that's part of the community has done anything that's doing significant? Like, let's say they built up a company to X yeah. amount or whatever it is. Has there been any like major like milestone events where people were like, hey, this has really helped me ro- go from, you know just literally starting out meeting up for like let's say beers to now running this full scale like sas business or whatever
1: yeah yeah so um so you know after i did the first meet up for indie beers um i just kept doing it like month on month you know obviously covid like got in the way a little bit but um right yeah lots of people came to the it was just a pub meet up like you know where we just go to the pub talk about what we're working on and it was just never like we never had speakers or anything. It, and just so it was like easy to do it repeatedly. Yeah. Um, having it every single month just makes it easier to build a community than having like one big event a year. You know, by you know extreme extremity. Um. But yeah. Um. So all sorts of people came across to it. So like the most like the founder of Hopin came um, a few times early on, um, and that's now obviously like I don't know like a six billion dollar valuation or something. Um, oh, that's crazy. Uh, a couple of my friends, uh, Sabah and uh, Tim, they started a company called Veed.io. Um, and they That's raised, I think, done. so they, they did really, they got sort of like, I don't know, eight or $10 million ARR, 100% wow. bootstraps. And um, wow. So Veed is a video editing tool in the browser, basically. So you don't, it's not like Final Cut. It's more aimed at like mass market, like video content creators. So it's like Canva for video. Oh, um, I, I, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They By did the really way, much. just sorry that you bring that up, but Canva is a huge business now. That is a huge
0: business now,
1: oh, it's and ju- such it's a, a smart thing. thing. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Like, I, like my sister's a um, has a skincare business in London, and um, you know she's good at like the actual treatment part. She's good at sales, yeah. but you know she doesn't know much about you know digital marketing or you know the tools available to her. And I showed her Canva one day just for making, like, Instagram posts. And she's like, oh, right. my God, this is, like, insane. Like, it's exactly what she'd been looking for, just something fucking simple that she could, like, make. Exactly. Content, you know? Exactly. I love it, I think Canva just really nailed it. That's awesome. And then do
0: you guys still, to this day, do this on a monthly basis, just do the Indie London stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, a bit of context. So um, Indie London and Indie Beers used to be two different meetups. Um, that right. we used. So my friend, Land used to run Indie London. It was more of like a bigger event occasionally where there'd be speakers and stuff. Indie London was just a monthly pub meetup. And um, so he left London and we actually merged the two. So now it's all like one brand. So like Indie London is like the local community and newsletter and Slack and everything. And there's like different meetups under it. And Indie Biz is now like, so I now manage the whole thing Um, since he left. um, We have people that help us, of course. Um, uh, But yeah, Indie Biz is now like the main sort of regular meetup. Uh, that happens basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and was most of the marketing for that, was that done around like word of mouth stuff when you guys first started or was it just, you know, um, uh, did you guys like do online like ads or anything like that to get people involved or how'd you guys do get to 750 yeah. people? And yeah. and my follow-up awesome. question to that would be like, are you looking to grow it past that? Like, do you want it to be more people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we didn't use ads or anything. Um, so we just kind of, to market the meetup, just the norm. The avenues were just like meetup.com like for people right. looking meetups um you can post you can list meetups on the Indie Hackers website itself so that was actually a pretty good source um just twitter like i you know I'm quite active on twitter uh, we had a mailing list um and then word of mouth so it was just like a combination of these things really um that like that grew it and it was just like over time it's just sort of and that you know, you build a meetup really off your regulars. Like we got a lot of people who would come like every month or like every other month sort of thing. And that's right. um you need that sort of foundation and then it just gets like bigger and bigger, really. That's awesome. And are yeah. you guys
0: planning on growing this to be something bigger than it is now?
1: Yeah, so it's um it's growing quite nicely. You know, we're getting like a, you know, a couple of new members a day now it's a free community to join but you know that we do check that you are like actually so you know a founder of or want to be a founder right. um just to make sure people aren't coming in just to like shill stuff or just like you know spam people yeah. Um, but yeah so we want to just keep growing it just we create this really like nice community in london of founders but then um, we were starting to think about i never really thought about this before but um we so what um well, the guy mentioned earlier, Sabah, I was being, keep bringing him up, but um, he, when he was at a yeah. meet-up a couple of months ago he at Indie Beers, he said, oh, I'm going to Lisbon for a month. Why don't you guys all come out? And so like, 20 of us went out to Lisbon just for like a few days just to co-work and hang out, and it was awesome. And we actually did Indie Beers Lisbon when we were out there, which has like never been a plan, like ever, like never even right. rented. But it was good. It was like you know, 30 or 40 people out there. Um, and we're just like, you know what, maybe we could just do this in other cities apart from London um you know and just that's like we'll help, we'll help people market it we'll help guide you how to do it and it could be quite cool so that's now something that we're kind of looking to expand a bit this year so maybe one in lisbon maybe one in actually toronto we're talking about at the moment all places yeah yeah and, uh,
0: toronto's cool to- it's a nice little tech hub it's a nice little tech hub up there in toronto yeah 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 that's awesome man that's awesome well when you when you branch out to the west coast i'd love to help you out man i've been uh now that everything's kind of been lifted on on you know the vaccination side of things and all that uh you were just talking earlier about going to new york and my girlfriend and i've been wanting to do that and then fly out to Mm -hmm. like london or manchester and then like go watch manchester city play and kind of go from there so um but yeah no that that's really really awesome man i (laughs) think that's that's the way to do it and um uh, are you do you guys like charge for anything in terms of that i mean that's I, other than like vetting people and like making sure that they're founders do you guys do you guys don't charge absolutely anything for these communities
1: yeah was well, i mean well um i'll get onto weekend club in a bit slightly different but yeah indie lounge is right. free and um we occasionally i'm starting to put a little bit more effort into getting sponsors because you know we've got like a it's a desirable audience of people to reach yeah. you know like 750 like you know engineers and you know creators and that sort of thing um so we're starting right. to put a bit more effort into like monthly sponsors to so monetize that but yeah I, I think it's unlikely we'll start charging people um for that but but weekend club we do charge a monthly subscription um so yeah that's slightly different
0: that's awesome that's awesome you guys should uh you guys should take a a, a part of those people and create your own like SaaS business that gets like disperse the the profits get dispersed between all the members and it would be kind of yeah. cool man to get everyone together that would be really cool
1: yeah uh, we had this idea for a bit about doing like a community operated and owned SaaS, which it, it's which in in theory does sound really fun but
0: my, like only a concern, cow, right?
1: <laughs> my only concern is that like it would actually be very difficult to manage um, but you know i think there's something in the idea so we, i don't know also we'll just open source it to the people in the community <laughs> Yeah, they could be great, it could be chaos, but you know, it'd an yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be interesting experiment Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh and, and in terms of like your your day job and you say you do uh your UX researcher for a marketing agency, you said?
1: Um no, so it's a it's a startup called uh, trey.io Um so okay. trey is a um it's automation software. A little it's like Zapier, but more aimed at um the enterprise crowd. So it's like it's a bit more flexible and lets you know, it's um just lets you connect different um connectors, move data around, um ECL use cases, that sort of thing. Um yeah, so I do a lot of UX research there.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And so um in terms of just uh, uh kind of like the next projects and things that you're getting, so you're looking to just grow. What do you where's the weekend club at right now? like how many people are in yeah. a part of that community
1: yeah yeah so um so um quick background on weekend club um is um so about a year or two um into doing the indie beers meetups um right. you know, actually actually one year in um people would say, oh, it'd be cool to kind of work on our projects mm-hmm. together or just have a couple of drinks together." um and it started as a like actually a Saturday co-working club um we go to local space in London people pay a subscription people just hack on stuff together um it was just like a fun little social club but um when COVID happened we made it remote um and now like after sort of COVID's, well lockdowns have sort of ended especially in the UK um we have like remote and um in-person events basically um But in terms of where that's at, we've got about 80 members right now. Um, uh, It's growing nicely, but um, I've kind of been growing it. I've always had a job while I've grown it, like, you know, between three days and five days a week. And it does limit you a little bit. Um, So I'm looking from the beginning of May, um, I should be going basically full time. um, And that's when we're going to kind of try and take things to a new level sort of thing
0: nice nice so are you building a team around that do you have a couple of people that are going to be involved or are you doing a lot of it by yourself to start with
1: um a lot of it's by myself but um but you know we don't have like a formal team but um some of we have community members who are involved in managing the community um so you know uh like uh james Abhishek, uh, reach michael stefan wilhelm just like a, a boomy, like a few of us we kind of get together and host events or help in other ways and it just um it just makes things a lot easier basically um got a great virtual assistant called lydia as well who helps with lots of things and uh, so it kind of it kind of is a team but it, it's more like uh, a little bit more informal than like a kind of you know regular team if that makes sense
0: yeah, yeah yeah that's that's really awesome so what are what are some uh so what are some things you guys are going to work on to kind of grow this once you go full-time and and what do you want to grow it to like how do you want to are you going to kind of have like different cities the way what you guys are thinking about doing with like indie you know indie london or you know like indie lisbon and all that stuff are you going to do the same thing with the weekend club or
1: yeah yeah um yeah there's a couple of different ways i guess um so um because i truly know. enjoy that community man i thought
0: I, I thought it'd be really really cool to have you know a yeah. little bit of that i see when you guys post pictures and all this other stuff it'd be really nice to have that like locally right so i'm just curious to yeah. see if that's like part of the expansion process and what that looks like
1: yeah yeah so there's there's probably a few um different avenues and one way is we definitely want to have um so we have in person events in london at the moment as you know but um we want right. to definitely have it in other places um so what I'm trying to do is just get the London space into like uh, make that like a test case where like okay, this is like a case study of how we find a location. Um, we have recruit like hosts so we can manage manage these events every month. Um, right. Then we can have a case study which we can send to other spaces say, hey, this space is really happy. This is how we make it work. Do you want to get involved? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can start almost to do like it. a
0: franchise kind of
1: business in a way possibly yeah um i need to figure out the exact like model the most basic model is just like we we just pay our hosts to host each event and like give them a free right. membership and that might just be enough and then we give the co-working space a cut as well and so kind of everyone's happy because it's also a marketing tool for the co-working space because we like the one line we shout them out online a lot we get them new members so they're kind of they're happy because it's empty on saturdays anyway um so we just need to figure out how to get this to like other spaces around in different cities so yeah we'd love to bring it to california one day and you know be yeah great. yeah
0: that'll be awesome and, and how do you guys go but how do you guys go pick up uh, about picking uh, spaces that you guys would have these places at? Is it usually just like yeah. more like co-working spots or because i know you just said yeah. like saturdays they usually don't have much business so i'm just curious on what what spaces those are
1: yeah when we started we thought oh could we do this in like cafes or restaurants but um you know people if people are going to work hang out and like work on stuff like, you know, for like most of a day, you kind of need an actual desk and like an actual space for it. Um, So I think it has to be a co-working space Um, and they're often empty anyway. So, you know, it's a little bit easier to agree with them, I think. Um, So yeah, the main thing we go for spaces like um, it, to be honest, it was quite a lot. It took, I had to speak to like 15 or 20 to find one um, which works. Um, There were a few that like most of them just don't respond um because they probably don't even check their like inbox i don't know um there were some we saw which were like okay but the location wasn't great and we just found one called the halley in uh in a place called haggerson east london which is just amazing it's like a music focus space so they got like a recording studio and okay. all the stuff and it's just like on this beautiful canal with an amazing cafe next to it and you know it's been it's been great um so we just want to find more kind of open-minded spaces in good locations like that really
0: that's sick that's sick That that's really awesome i mean even dude it's even worth like i feel like it's even worth like renting out an, a nice airbnb somewhere for like a night like a couple hundred bucks you know what i mean yeah. and find like a nice little so that that's that's awesome um and uh, in
1: terms of what'd you say just said that's not a bad idea i have not thought of that
0: yeah just <laughs> i mean you know it, 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 you probably paying I don't know how much these co-working spaces but they're not cheap especially when you get a bunch of people in there so if you get like a nice little apartment or a house that that might be a that might be a good way of doing it um and so what's uh how much longer do you
1: think before you go full-time on this when you when you decide to kind of pull the trigger on everything so in from the beginning of May is I'm going like almost full-time so I'm going to be freelancing for like one day a week from May okay um but to go full Absolutely full time. I kind of need to grow the revenue to a little bit more. Um,
0: right. So, but I'm
1: hoping I can do that from like um, around September or something like that. It's but not easy I, to like, grow a
0: community, man. It's not e- It's
1: not easy to grow a community, man. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. Man. But you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, it you know, that you get more challenges. As it grows, but in some ways, growth just gets easier. As it grows because of the network effect, so like it just becomes more valuable the bigger it gets. As long as you have, you know, the right how sort you, of members.
0: Yeah, and how do you think about retention when it comes to community? Like, what are what are some things that are working on like retaining people? It's like, yeah, you can yeah. you can grow, but you also want people to be there long term because then they can continue to mm. offer more value, and they know, you know, mm. you kind of have your points where you can say, oh yeah, I know this person, he works on this or whatever it might be. So I'm curious yeah. about how you think about retention there.
1: Yeah, well, it works in similar ways to, like, you know, retention with, say, um, a SaaS product. But obviously, there's some differences, like, as people join for the network, um, as well as what uh, right. experience you can provide. but it, it, People just care about the experience of a SaaS, right? Um, but they care about the right. network and the experience with a community. So the experience in terms of, like, maybe you have some, like, interesting events or, like, um, whatever. Um, but, you know, you want to try and get people to meet Uh, relevant people to them as soon as possible. Um, Whether that's like a one-on-one introduction or make sure they're coming to the right event or that kind of thing. So it's a big, making sure they're kind of connecting with the right people quickly is important. Um, And that a lot of it's onboarding. It's just like with new people come, understanding what they need from the community, that that they're a good fit and just, you know, getting them onboarded quickly. So yeah, it's nothing complicated, but it's just about consistently doing that, I think
0: yeah absolutely and uh and how many people do you think are um are going to end up helping you with this as you go full-time are you going to keep the people that are kind of helping now or are you planning on like hey we're going to yeah. need some you know extra marketing and things like that because i'm still i'm still in in awe kind of, of what product hunt does and that nobody's come around and really kind of like almost mimic that model in a way they've stood on their own two legs for a really long time and I think it's awesome and I, and I love it and I go on there all the time, but it's like mm. building, they, I mean, they've built one of the biggest communities like online, right? I mean, in technical, yeah. you, you really can't get onto the product hunt until you have like an invite or and you, people need to trust you. And, you know, there's a lot of factors there. So uh, I'm curious to know like how, like, where do you want to take this? I guess, is it more like hand this off or mm. do you want to really push this forward to really create like a, like a company around it?
1: Yeah, so um um I mean I think where this the vision of where it can go is like um so you know in the, like the next year we can start having like um our events in different cities around the world, you know, grow the overall membership base through like creating content and education and that sort of thing. Um yeah, you know, where I think eventually it could we could have our own co working spaces as well around the world. Um, you know, where you you know you have to be a bootstrap founder or or, or just a founder to join and you know, it's part of this like remote and in-person community. Um, it's like a, a social club kind of thing. Um, I think that's where it could go. Um, but a big part of it is also ed- education. Um, like we want to, we're kind of refocusing because we find a lot of our members are um, quite early stage, um, and we still want to help right. our like le- our more you know later stage members. But it's kind of about we want to help people like give them the support to get so Rhyme and profitable, and also beyond that, so support them to whatever goals they have beyond that as well. Um, and a lot of that's the community and, uh, mentorship, but you know, just like good education as well.
0: I love it. I love it. And, and in terms of, um, uh, Oh man, the question just left my head. No worries, man. Ooh, I had a, I, I literally, I literally had a quick, uh, quick question about that, but no worries. So what do you, uh, what do you, where do you go? Oh, that, that's what it was. Um, what trends in terms of what people are working on like are you seeing like a lot of nft stuff right now is like web three like the hot hot topic that you see like kind of buzzing around the most or what what sort of industries are you kind of seeing like oh wow i hear a lot of people posting this or you know Mm -hmm. is it more like e-commerce brands or whatever what what do you see as like the kind of the rolling topics
1: but a few hot Um, ones
0: i guess yeah so um I mean, you definitely see. Because you're like, in the NFT space and you're going into like the Web3 stuff. So, like, I know you're yeah. familiar with
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mainly kind of play around with like, you know, tra- <laughs> trading some NFTs here and there. And, right. But, um, I, you know, I've definitely, you definitely seen more people than normal getting into Web3 in the last year or so. So, in right. 2017, with the first sort of crypto bull run, like, people were just sort of buying coins, but no one was really. I didn't really notice anyone, like, actually building stuff, like, um, but it's Doing different the last year. Like, people are actually building projects on Ethereum this in the right. last year who used to previously make build, like, SaaS products. And so that's been, like, new. I've definitely seen people, like, really go, f- like, hard and fast. Not everyone, but I've seen a few people go hard and fast in um, that direction. So, to be honest, that is probably the biggest trend, honestly. And, yeah. like, the most activity is around... Um, some DeFi, but a lot of it's around nFTs like especially in london like people there's a lot of people really into nFTs in London um yeah there's a lot of artists and technologies a uh, technologists there there's a big ethereum community here um and um yeah I'm trying to think what else because I'm sure there's other stuff like some of this you know there's there's common patterns of what other people do like um, lots of people are kind of start a lot lots of people saying podcasts like you yeah know, last year that's become much more popular, I'd say. Yeah, um, absolutely, creating content of various kinds has just become way more common whether that's a newsletter or a podcast right um, right yeah so those are probably those are probably off the top of my head the most common things that's awesome that's awesome yeah i think
0: uh yeah i think the nft thing especially if you spend a, a good amount of time on twitter that's been like the hottest kind of mm. like trend that i see people switching over from like web 2 to web 3 and all that stuff so now that that's um that's interesting and uh when did you when did you get roughly into like crypto and different things like that did you start that pretty early on or
1: or were you just kind of like maybe a late number yeah. to the
0: crypto space
1: um well I, I mean i first probably bought it in like 2017 um okay. i bought even bitcoin but you know i wasn't like i probably spend more time reading about it now honestly than i did back then um then there was like, you know, after 2018, there was like a sort of you know, winter for two, two, three years. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good way that's a
0: really good way to put it. We had winter for a couple of years.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, I didn't really I did, you know, I actually I'm I'm actually quite glad, but like I kind of just held on to stuff. I actually bought some stuff like in the bottom of the winter, not like tons or anything, but just like yeah. No, I kind of had a feeling that it, it would come back someday. Um you know, Absolutely. I didn't know for sure, obviously. Um and um yeah, a year ago I Maybe not a year ago. Maybe like last July, um, it kind of clicks that I was interested in NFTs. Um, so I, I kind of saw them before, but sort of was you know didn't spend. I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, was busy with other stuff. Um, so I got into that, and I came across. So I came across DAOs. I saw some interesting DAOs, like Friends of Benefits, which I thought was cool. I saw some interesting projects like Cool Cats. Um, I don't yeah. know, if you know Cool Cats, um, but um, seeing I is, actually. Is- I actually
0: met one of the, one of the co-founders in Austin when I was waiting at a coffee shop, one of the co oh, wow. uh, uh, co co-founders, actually, it was a really cool guy. So um, then I went I knew about him before that. And then I met him and I was like, Oh damn, this project has taken off like crazy.
1: Yeah. That, no, that's, that's a cool project. Um, and I think a lot of people actually got into, I think it's got the best art, some of the best art in the entire space. Um, I think so too. Um, and, you know, I've, I, I, it's weird what clicked for me was not just like seeing like an image or whatever it was seeing how people behaved with it it's like when you saw communities of people setting their as their profile picture like it had this weird thing that clicks to me it's like it's not just like an image it's like people, it brings people together as like a community um and it like it exactly. also has like touches on digital identity and um I was just like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I thought, basically, and I just started to, sort of like to get more involved and and that kind of thing, and buying a few. The rabbit hole. The rabbit hole starts there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's did I the did the same week.
0: exact thing. I remember. Go on. Sorry, after you. After you. Sorry, there was a slight delay. No, no I was you. gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's just a little bit. It's all good. Uh, no, I saw one of my buddies buy uh, bought a board ape like very early on and then i just i saw him post something that he had like sold it for crazy amounts of money like a quarter million dollars and i was like damn i was like yeah, i remember so him funny. but and i'm thinking like <laughs> why would i buy that why would i buy that thing and you know and and i was like damn this is crazy yeah. and then i saw him sell it and i was like wait what what did i miss here and then i went back like i went I like down the rabbit hole for a whole and i was like oh this is crazy and then my friend the next day by I don't know, sheer energy just texts me. He's like, "You should get into this NFT project." And I was like, "What?" Oh, okay, sure. And then I got into it and I was like, "Oh, this is sick. Like this actually connects with me. This is like not just the art, it's not just this, but there's like a really cool mission." So, um and, cool. and I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. I love it. I think it's I think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely insane what people are doing, but I think that's what I like about it. I think I like seeing the craziness and people just spending
1: crazy amounts of money on you know, literally being part of a community, like you said. Yeah, uh, what well, something I got into recently. So, um, I think, I think you mentioned this. So, this episode is due to come out maybe end of April. Um, so let's assume yeah. it's end of April. Um, no big deal if it isn't, by the way. But if it is end of April, yeah. um, that in like a week from now, in the future, when this comes out, <laughs> <in> like the <laughs> beginning of May, um,
0: you just confused the- everybody. Because- on- when this is actually coming out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm probably confused. I'm probably confused. with massive massively. Anyway, let's just say at the beginning of May, um, we're gonna um, we're kind of launching the next version of Weekend Club, and so I think it's likely that we might move to Discord first of all. Um, that's we're okay. gonna add like weekly AMAs with founders and Q and As and that sort of thing that people can participate in. Um, regular like weekday co working, not just Saturday co working. Um, and okay we're refocusing everything on helping people get to ramen profitable and beyond. So we've got a new branding with like a ramen, this really cool ramen bowl. Um, But the, the probably the biggest difference is like people who have hit their ramen profitable goal will now um, be members for free. Um, And we will airdrop them a unique ramen bowl NFT, which will give them like access to our discord for free, basically. Um, Oh, wow. So um, I got into this, I got really into this concept recently called non-transferable NFTs. Um, so okay. basically, they're the NFTs that you can't buy or sell, you can only earn. Um, and so you can earn oh. them by proving that you got you hit this target, basically, this monetary target. Um, and you know, we might be able to do it so you can connect with the Stripe API and it shows you over X amount, then you can become a member for free, basically so i love it's it, it it love means it. It's, it's kind of like treating it as a credential rather than just like as a jpeg you bought um so i'm quite yeah, interested it's authentication. In this,
0: authentication it's
1: authentication yeah yeah that's dope that's dope uh yeah. and when when do you plan on making that transition uh you said may start of may yeah so realistically as you can probably tell there's a few things to work out logistically here like great. <laughs> right, <laughs> right actually great them is the easy part but it's just like you know um getting people over there yeah. yeah. I think that how do you verify um that someone has hit this target? Um what is the target? Like, is this is the target is that what's the minimum a, amount for people to someone to be run and profitable? Like maybe it needs to be different in different countries, then it's like, yeah. how do you prove that someone lives in that country? Um, so you know, I just need to figure out what level of granularity we're actually going to bother with here because it just might be like you. You could go so granular and say, oh, what city do you live in in the UK? Because some are that. Right. I mean, it's just like, it gets ridiculous after a while.
0: Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, we just need to figure that out. But then you
1: guys are not going to, and then when you
0: guys are not going to charge for an actual like membership once people hit that milestone, you said? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that's awesome. That's a nice little, that's a nice little perk. Um, Now, uh, let me
1: ask you. Sorry, um, yeah, I, I was on. just going to also say that um, it's also a way to kind of keep, you know, people that are a little bit further in their journey and, um, you know, have like picked up some great lessons along the way. So also yeah. to get them to stick around and also to make them want to join. So, and that then in turn helps lift other people um, towards their goal. And it's like this, hopefully it's like this virtuous cycle of helping people, you know, and helping each other you're creating an
0: ecosystem within within your community basically you have like a tangible like pretty much like a tangible thing because they have to be at a certain threshold for them to be there yeah no, i love it man i love it that's that's really yeah. cool that's really really cool and Hopefully. who and who is developing kind of the back end of all this
1: yeah so yeah good question um so to be honest i'm mostly focused on the visual element right now so um i'm working with okay. a uh um, a great designer. I know Alex, um, who we, he's helping with the look and feel of the, you know, updated branding, but then we're going to brief an illustrator to help bring the actual ramen characters to life. Um, and I okay. think I've, I think I've found the illustrator, but you know, we need to like lock things down and just like, you know, like fully agree on everything. Uh, but hopefully I'll do that soon. But in terms of like how to actually go about, you know, uh, minting, these different um nft characters and we'll probably just do it one by one like when someone hits their target you know they will get one so it's not going to be like we generate right. ten thousand at a time or anything like that so it's not as crazy as that but there are there right, actually right. there are increasing numbers of like online tools that let you do this without writing any smart contracts um so the, there's one called um third web which is like a no code smart contract tool um which is pretty interesting um there's another Ooh, one called i haven't Mad- heard of that actually Third web, yeah, yeah, it's getting a lot of um, it's getting a lot of attention right now. Um, I haven't used it. Um, another one's called Manifold, which to be really quite cool. Oh, I've uh, heard of
0: Manifold. Yeah, I've heard of Manifold. I, uh, people launched a couple of projects on there, so yeah, I, I remember.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because the thing is, like you know, the options basically are you know, Mint on OpenSea is probably the easiest way. It's like a form kind of thing however right, i don't right. think that you do i think don't think that lets you do non transferable nfts which is like it turns out it's a bit of a niche in the space which i, I i'm just learning right now like right. literally learned, like 3 days ago and why are you <laughs> just, going like, down that route
0: why are you going down that route to not be able to transfer like what if somebody wants to give up their oh cuz the threshold of the money i see i see never mind that was a stupid question i see i see I don't, think it's,
1: I don't i actually don't i don't think it's a stupid question it's like i think it's slightly subjective as to which is the better way um because might it's kind of it would be kind of cool right if um people earn it um through hitting the threshold but um one day they decide hey you know the community's not for me anymore that could happen in any community someday um maybe i want to maybe i want to sell it to someone um and you know they probably get a decent price for it because it's a lifetime membership and you know that's quite a cool that's quite a desirable thing for people yeah but the trade-off is that um when people have this it's less meaningful because you there's a chance that they didn't earn it there's a chance they just force right. it so right. that's kind of the the trade off i'm thinking about
0: yeah that's 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 exactly what went through my head when i asked that question so that makes sense so um so aside from the work stuff what are your kind of uh daily personal life hobbies how do you take care of uh take care of yourself i guess is the is the other piece of it because Uh, I am interested to see what people, because I think people have changed their sort of behaviors quite a bit, especially when like COVID hit, everyone started going outside more doing different things and just kind of like enjoying things a little bit more. So what are some things you do? I know you're traveling, you're doing a lot of those things, but what do you kind of do on a weekly or monthly or daily basis
1: to to just kind of chill out? To be honest, like um, I'm probably not the greatest at this, like right now. Um, <laughs> not many people are, Charlie. Not many people are. I promise <laughs> you, dude.
0: Everyone's just like, kind of
1: like hustling and doing yeah. their thing. I try. I, I mean, I do try and run a couple of times a week. Um, I start learning the ukulele. I'm not good at it, but it's. I I wanted to do something that was just a hundred percent, like not, you know, monetizable. Just like something right. I can entirely do for enjoyment. Um, yeah. I, um, I'm trying to travel a bit more this year. Obviously, the last two years, it was a bit harder. Um, right, I'm trying to, right. every month to go somewhere like in Europe or, you know, going to the USA in May to June, um, going to Scotland later this month. Um, so, you know, just trying to Hell like yeah. do a little trip every month. And, um, yeah, just trying to enjoy life that way. Like, you know, I just realized there's only like so much I can do. It's just like, you know, right. I'm, tr- I'm trying to realize like, I just don't have time to do like... I've had I've had other hobbies in the past. Like I used to do a lot of yoga and like rock climbing and stuff. Like I just I just don't have the time anymore to do all this stuff. Um but I enjoy the community building. When you know we're doing meetups and stuff like I honestly just love doing it. It's like a release for me. Um so That's I like awesome. doing that. But it's, you're right, it's important to like if you make your entire life that like if it doesn't work out, it's not so good. So it is good to have some other things on the table.
0: Yeah, burnout is a real thing, man. Burnout is a real thing no matter what you're doing. Like I always I definitely agree with the fact that like when you're, you know, actually enjoying uh, doing it and you seem like, oh, it's not as much stress because I'm actually like happy and all this other stuff. But there's always a little bit of that stress. And I think it builds up over time. And no matter what it is, like you kind of need that point where you're just like, let me take a week off. Let me go to a different country. Let me go to a different city, whatever it is, just to like disconnect for a little bit. So that's awesome. What what countries do you have in mind over the next couple of years to, to, to see? I mean, uh, yeah. where's your, what's your priority list?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, you, you know, I, there's lots of countries I already love that I don't mind going back to. Some of those countries, like I love Spain right. and Portugal and um, uh, and uh, France and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to just like go to different places and like places you already enjoy. Um, but that's I know it's yeah. kind of a boring answer, um, but I would like to actually go to uh, to Mexico. I've never been nice. to South America. Um so that I know that Central America, I also like to go to South America and I like to go to the Caribbean. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Portugal's Australia. on the top of my <laughs> list. Portugal's at the top of my list. I really want to go to Portugal. You should yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you should definitely Did go. You, like, Lis- Lisbon you enjoyed and, your uh, time. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's just got like a bit of everything. It's just like um it's the sunniest capital city in Europe. Great beaches, really good culture. Like it's fun, it's cheap, good foods. You know, it's like it's got everything. It. So,
0: that's
1: why everyone's <laughs> moving there. It. Literally, everyone's moving there right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that, and I think a lot of it has to do with the, like the taxes and shit. Nobody wants to pay like crypto taxes, yeah. so they're just like, that's, hey, that's, yeah, that's, I'm going to. It's definitely part of it, yeah. <laughs> People are <laughs> like, I don't care about anything else. I just don't have to pay on my crypto taxes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's other, There's, other, there's other, I'm okay. sure there's other countries with no crypto taxes, which suck. But like, Portugal is yeah. like a, a good country as well.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, do you, uh, anything else you want to chat about? Anything else you want to touch on? Any new projects or anything? I know you obviously have the, uh, you know, in May, kind of switching over. Different things I'm yeah. working on the new project. Is there anything else you want to
1: leave people with? Yeah. Will, so will like, listen we, to this. Yeah. So weekend club 3.0 is in um, starts of May. I've kind of said that publicly a couple of places to kind of like force myself because this is the thing with being like a solo. That's family. an interesting thing. I, I like I like have, doing that too. Yeah. You don't actually have like the same. I don't think you have as much pressure. I don't. I find it harder to put pressure on myself than like when I work with other people directly. So I do things. Like, I I trick myself by like having public deadlines for things and stuff like that. It's like I don't, I, mean, it. I don't normally need to do this, but
0: hey, it's important to know how you tick, right? It's important to know like what works for you, and when you figure it out, you just got to do it, and then at some point, it just becomes a thing. So no, I love yeah. that. I've done that plenty of times, man. It's it's a uh, it, it's it, it's the accountability factor. A lot of people who run businesses tend to lose a lot of accountability over time because they're just, you know, kind of delegating things and doing. So I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, besides that, you know, I'm, just, I'm trying to, you know, enjoy life as much as possible this year, but um, yeah, just trying to like in, look at different projects. Um, you know, I briefly thought about um, uh, doing, doing a pod uh, at some point. I will see if I have time. Um, I'm talking to my friend about acquiring a small SAS, um, which is just like a way of gamifying, us. Uh, Slack community. So it's a bit like, have you ever used a whip whip chat before or a make a log? No, no, I haven't. You should, but they have these cool features um, where it lets you do streaks. So it's basically for people to post what they're working on every day. Like that's all it is. So it's a community oh. of like, but um, it, so. it does like leaderboards of like the consecutive days that you've shipped kind of thing. However, ah. nothing exists that does this for like a Slack channel. So um, it's just a tool that lets you do that. So I want to, um acquire that and uh make some changes use it for weekend club and then like um make it available to other people to buy basically so that should be hopefully a fun project but i know i don't know if it's gonna be slightly scuppered by moving to discord and like am i gonna to have to like suddenly fork the whole thing to work for discord instead so right right right, right right and why is- what's
0: the biggest reason just because of the nft stuff for like um for, for discord changes or what, what's the reason for it? it's just like well, as slack, in it's to meet, too expensive
1: as in why it's use Discord? yeah um, there's a few i mean it's it's a, it's actually quite a difficult uh, decision especially when you know people are used to using slack yeah. for your community um but discord has a few things like going for it so um you know you have unlimited messaging history and you don't need to pay for it it's incredibly expensive on slack it's not really yeah you Know it's not really feasible for like a, a growing community. Right. Um, they've got really good like voice um channels and like stages, so it's a bit more of like a kind of better community experience than like you know having to click through to a zoom channel. Um, they've got all this really good like bot e- ecosystem as well, like lots of cool yeah. stuff, on yeah. Um, and yeah, I, it, it lets you actually customize the channels and where they are a lot more, which sounds quite trivial. But like on Slack, you can't really do that at all, and you have to like make them alphabetical. And you can actually treat Discord a bit like it's a u- user interface, like a product, yep. unlike Slack. Exactly. Um, the only I thing that
0: f- I would say, the only thing that I would say, there's like a split focus. Like Discord has this like fast, a lot of messages just fucking blowing up all the time. Even though Slack has that, Slack has this like target that it's like work related or that it's like something that you're, you know, like quote-unquote monetizing or whatever it is like there's this like mental tick with like slack and discord like discord to me screams like NFTs and, and crypto and, you know, all that stuff, even though there's plenty of other communities, don't get me wrong, but I think that's what, like, really, like, skyrocketed, skyrocketed Discord because Discord in the past was, you know, primarily, like, gaming stuff and all this, and now it's become... So, anyways, uh, that that's yeah. my, like, two cents on it. I mean, I love both of them. They're just very, very different. But, yeah, Discord is definitely on the feature list to have really expanded into something completely different.
1: Yeah, you know, it a, is a tough one, like, you know, people... Um yeah, you know, I like Slack as well. Like I, I like Slack and Discord. Um I, 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 yeah, I just feel like the met like there's a lot of knowledge, right, when people ask questions and they get these really good threads to go going right in Slack and you just you just lose them after like a month, basically. Right. And right. you know, just having this like easy repository on, on Discord where you can just like search for like what people said before about you know, what's the best, what's a good like cold email. And there's been like dozens of answers in the past on Weekend Club, but you kind of—it's a lot of work to kind of try and archive everything as you go, and then you have to move it to a separate archive on like a Notion page, and no one ever looks at it. Um, So yeah, it's these little things. It's not like an absolute black and white, like home run better thing to be on Discord. I just think long term it could be slightly better. But you know, this is actually the thing I'm most worried about. About the next version of Weekend Club is Discord. I'm, I'm more worried about that than, like, any of the NFT stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> just
0: so it's me- going to be a hard move, man. I'll tell you right now, be prepared for a hard move. I think it's going to be an uphill battle because it's already hard enough to get people to, like... I mean, I don't know how many Slack uh, organizations I'm part of, and I only have, like, four on my sidebar now because I have, like, 15 of them, and it just, like, disappears. And so, yeah. like... I can already tell you it's very hard for me to keep up with like Slack. And now it's like when you get people to move this completely and discord is a yeah. little bit overwhelming, honestly, like when you get in there and you have to do all these things and verify and it's like, what am I trusting here? I mean, it gets, a, it gets a little fuzzy. So yeah, I can definitely tell you that I can understand why you would be worried about that part of it.
1: Yeah. And you know, this is, this is just like, you know, that's the, that's the risk. Um, you know, you can't get any reward about yeah. a bit of risk. Um, and well, I'm hoping that it is better, but, you know, I guess if it completely screws up that we could go back, um, <laughs> at least, and hopefully it doesn't Yeah, but too much.
0: The other, the other thing is you'll get a, you'll get a different level of people going in there as well. Now, like people that are like, Oh shit, this is on discord. You may get a bigger community that way as well. So you, you never know, man, it might, it might flip
1: around yeah. in a much different way. Yeah. I wish I felt more confident about like what was definitely the better way. Cause it's just subjective some people like hell yeah discord some people like fuck no not discord stay on slack so right it's, it's kind of hard right. to uh to please everyone so i just need to try and wear it up
0: yeah run run a bunch of polls in the in the slack thing like do you guys want to switch over yeah. do you want to switch over and then just keep a keep a handy note and be like all right you guys said everybody said yes so
1: <laughs> yeah 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 we'll see
0: cool man <laughs> well uh Charlie, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Uh like I said, this is uh this is literally episode two recording for the for the new version of this. So I really appreciate you, man. Um like I said, I love I love the weekend club. I, I try to chime in there as much as I can when I have time and all that stuff. So again, thanks for for always uh pushing people. I always see everything, especially the thing about uh Ukraine and uh, Ostap, uh yeah, what, yeah. what you did. that that hit me differently so i really appreciate it man i think you're you're doing an awesome thing and if there's anything i can ever do to help let me know
1: no 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 problem at all yeah thanks for having me on and for being an awesome weekend club member man yeah absolutely brother have a good one and uh, i'll chat with you soon sounds good cheers man bye later
0: well you made it to the end of the episode Thank you so much for tuning into What Is My Brain podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got some value out of it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get notified when new episodes are live. I'm out. Thank you.